Welcome back to the Legacy Blueprint. I'm super excited to welcome a good friend of mine, actually. I've been known Ray here for a couple years. We've uh, we've been, man, friends in business, friends in family. We've done some amazing trips together, and uh, I've interviewed Ray in the past, and he's always impactful, always inspiring, always exciting to have on the show. And so I expect nothing less than an amazing interview here today for you folks today, hearing some uh, some some fun, interactive um, um, answers Q and a session here. So, uh, welcome back to the show, Ray Gonzalez. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. Just grateful to be part of your fam and, uh, grateful to always connect with you, my man. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Ray, I want to jump right into it today. What is some bad advice that you hear being given out in the atmosphere nowadays? Because there's so much of it flying around in, uh, in social world. I think the baddest advice, so we'll, we'll, so if you, I've got, what, what initially comes up is what season of life you're in. Are you in, are you in spring? Are you in summer? Are you in fall? Are you in winter? Because what, what may be bad advice in spring might be great advice in winter, right? Depends on what season you're in. Um, here's the worst advice I'm seeing across all seasons is this whole idea of social media and copying somebody else. Guys, mm. you guys weren't here to copy anybody. Mm. You guys... The, at best, if you're copying somebody else, you're comparing. And by comparing, you're suffering automatically. It's automatic suffering. So the best thing you could do is figure out what the hell you is, like who the hell am I, and then what do I want? So I think both Joe and I were at an event where we heard Sean Whalen speak, and he's like, you know, what, you know, what do you really want? And that's a great question. I think the first question should be, who am I? Like who am really am I? Not who I think I should be or who my parents want me to be. Like, what are you here for and what are you about? And then once you figure that out, double and triple on that bad boy and then go into whatever it is you want because your path for wealth, success, legacy mm. is going to be your path. I mean, you weren't here. You're, the creator created you. You're one in four, 400 billion, one little sperm egg. You know, you, the, you won that race <laughs> and you're here copying somebody else. Man, that's a disgrace to your creator. Oh. That's so powerful. And, and it's, so, it's so true right now too, right? Because I think you see people that are, first of all, I love that you're comparing it back to Sean too, because Sean talks about this. There's this book that, he, that he, uh, he got me to read about a year ago. It's called Steal Like an Artist, right? And people think that that book is based on copying people and it's not, right? Like the book talks about stealing little bits and pieces from your mentors and then creating your own. And that's so much different than just copying every single thing that people see all the time. It's not like you just read a book and then, then, and then take 10 pages out of that thing and then jump on social media and talk about what you just read. That's copying, right? But like actually taking little bits and pieces and then putting them into motion, making them your own, and then creating content. That's the difference, right? It's a little, it's a little bit of a difference, but I hope people that are listening understand the difference of what Ray just said versus what steal like an artist and what Sean and what are these other guys are talking Absolutely. about. It's not copying, it's imitating and, and putting your own brand and your own spin and your own content well, out there, right? The best way I've heard of it, it it's got to come through you. So when you said creating, creating, yeah, you can learn something from something else, but then it's got to come out through your own voice, through your, your own unique voice. You might be saying a similar message, but no one's saying it the way you're saying it, Joe. Yeah. How many times have you told your team one thing and then I'll come in one day and say something else to your team and now they get it? It's not that you weren't saying the same things. It's that they heard it my unique way and that resonated with them. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, so yeah. That, that's where the creative process is. It's, it's, no one wants to create anymore. 
like Jay Z, you're you're a big fan of Jay Z. They all want to copy, so they just imitate me. They just trace me. It's awesome. I love it, man. It's so true. Right? It's so true. It's so true. No, but it's, it's that copy mentality thing that, that people are actually literally getting sick of social media right now, right? Because people just see it, they copy it, they copy it, they copy it. They, you're, you're watching videos of people over and over again, just redundancy, and people are getting tired of tuning in because they're seeing the same crap and copied over and over again, right? Well, when, when you take it to a next level, Joe, not only are you copying, you're copying someone's highlight reel who isn't, you're copying someone's mask that isn't even real and you think it's real, and then you're comparing that to whatever mask you're wearing so the whole thing's a huge illusion. You're comparing their highlight reel to your real life, and that's not really their highlight reel. They don't always look like that. They don't always do what they're saying. And the truth is, with social media, you don't even know if those numbers are real. How many guys do we know in our circle that are putting up these numbers? See, but what's interesting about so, and I'm not judging. I, I, I think social media is a great tool. What I am saying is, I can't check those numbers. Those numbers haven't been audited by the Federal Reserve. You know what I mean? Those numbers haven't been audited by a CPA to see if they're legit. Heck, that person talking, I guarantee, not I guarantee you, they might not know their own numbers. And I know a lot of dudes talking and you're like, show me your market number, show me your KPI, show me, break it down for me, show me what's going on. And dude, they can't do that. Yeah. But they're saying, hey, this marketing campaign, for example, if you're in the real estate business, this really works. Yeah, but if you can't quantify and they can't quantify, but you're believing it as if it was, as if it was true. You're believing the highlight reel rather than look inside. And let's get deeper. Why don't we do it? Why? Because it's uncomfortable as shit to be with yourself. Mm. It's easier to put a fucking podcast on. It's easier to listen to the, to the outside world. It's easier to be influenced than be the influencer. Mm. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's, it's no doubt. And, and you're dialing it in because people don't like being uncomfortable. They don't like getting outside of, the, of their own bullshit. And they don't like actually looking at the truth because the truth will set you free. But also it hurts Amen. in the process. You know, it hurts to admit your downfalls. It hurts to admit your shortcomings because those are the things that we all need work on. And guess what? The fact is, if you're listening to this, we all have them, right? Whether we want to admit them or not, we all have them and we have to suffer through them to get better. It's the only way we're going to get to the other side, right? It's the only That's way we're going to see the promised land. And even with the suffering, Joel, like I've, I've changed my perspective on that. And I agree with you to a certain extent. It's like, dude, how do we enjoy the suffering? Because you and I work out and some of the stuff we do and some of the nutrition stuff we don't enjoy. But what I've learned lately is if I can enjoy this, then it's no longer suffering. So a lot of guys work out with me and they're like, oh, this is right. You know, you're, you're killing me. It's like, Dude, this is, this is fun. Yeah. And so, and ultimately you end up, you end up enjoying the process because ultimately guys, we're always in this term of legacy. We're always going to want something else. Once we get there, wherever the hell there is, right? Where we made that shit up. Right. But ultimately is, can you enjoy the ride? So I think when you say, what's my legacy is, Dude, enjoying the ride no matter what season is in. Because the truth is, we can't be all up on highs and we can't be all up on lows. Like, that's just, that's just the cycle. That's just change. That's what's going to happen. The thing is, can you control your mind? Can you manage your thoughts and enjoy all of it? Yeah, love that present moment. So, Ray, <clears throat> we know the, the bad advice. Let me take it the opposite direction right now. What is your message today? Like, if you could put your message up on a billboard in front of 20 million people today and get that thing out there what would it read? What would it say? What would that be? So what comes up through my soul? Yeah. Do you. Do you. Do you. Simple. See, the, the, the most profound thing is someone actually living their talk. Mm. Right? And everyone around you is inspired by that because they want to be doing that. And for some reason, they're not allowing themselves to. So, and it's the hardest thing to do, guys. Living your talk, living by what you actually say it, right? Because one thing is a word and intention, but when you actually do you and you're living you and, and you own that and you own who you are, 
man, that's a powerful dude. When you look at these guys like Grant Cardone and Andy Frisella and these guys at that, that level, they're doing them. Even, even um, uh, Gary Vee and these guys, that's, that's what attracts you is that that's, that's their soul on fire. But you're only going to get that if you do you. I love that. Because otherwise, people's bullshit meter nowadays because of social media is very, very high. So if someone's out there faking, it's only a matter of time that they get exposed. And yeah. at a soul level, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, right, what would you recommend is uh, one of those ways that you can, you can be that way, that you can actually, you know, uh, come out of your shell maybe or, you know, start to be more authentic or do you, as you say? Then the first thing is to get to know yourself. Um, I, spend, I think spend some quiet time with yourself. Uh, get into your body. When you're into your head, Joe, you're in the past, right? So, and when you're thinking about the future, which guys like us tend to do, be in the future, be in the past, you're not in the present. So the only way to be in the present is to really be in your body and be in the moment. So Joe, you and I have gr little girls as well. I've got one, he's got two. And being with them, all they have is the present moment. So if you've got kids or a, or a young puppy, spend more time with them. That's a good tip. Guys, meditate. And meditate's not nothing new. Ooh, spend some time just getting to know your own breath and your own heart rate. Gratitude. Guys, the heart and the breath is the only thing you own that's uniquely yours. Hmm. Um, what else? Um, dude, gratitude. Get in. Tony Robbins is an exercise where you kind of go into your heart and you do a little gratitude exercise. So you start to live from your heart rather than in your head because your heart always knows the answer. I love right? that. I've never heard your heart and your breath is the only thing you own. That's really, really cool. And it's it's fact, isn't it? Yours. That's pretty cool. I love that. I don't know where you heard that. that before, that's but. uniquely yours, right? Because everything else isn't uniquely yours, right? This body and everything else is going to leave. <clears throat> right. Tell me about a piece of your routine because I know you're a big routine guy. I'm a big routine guy. Tell me like one thing out of your routine that you hate to miss. One, one thing that you just can't, you can't go by without, you know, in, in each every day that you don't miss. The biggest thing for me lately, and it wasn't always this way, is meditation. Like today, I didn't do it. So as soon as you and I are done, that's the first thing I'm doing. Um, I just kind of woke up late. Valentina had a rough night, my daughter. Mm -hmm. And um, meditation is the best thing I, I do every single day that really um, sets off the track. And then kind of the second thing would be workout. But to me, those are the same. So to me, working out is meditative, right? For me, it's my soul doing it. And again, anything that the biggest practice I would practice, and notice the word I use, practice, you're not going to get it perfect. We're not looking for perfection. We're looking for presence and we're looking for practice. This is why the yogis nailed it. They call it a practice. Yeah. It's, you, you, it's, it's something you do over time. So figure out what that is for you, something in your body, whether it's yoga, whether it's breathing, whether, whatever, whether it's swimming, whatever that is for you where you can be in your body and get to know yourself and then start to do that. And listen, think, listen, listen to yourself. Listen to what feels good. At a deep level, Joe, I think a lot of guys aren't listening to what their gut says. And, and, and there's a fine line there. Again, that's why I call it a practice of like, hey, you know what? I'm uncomfortable and yet I still want to do this. That's one thing. And yet there's another feeling of, hey, I don't want to do this. Those are two different things. And the art of managing that is a practice. Yeah. And you get better at it with time. I think the meditation thing for me, for it took me a long time to realize that, uh, you know, because meditation for a lot of people, I think they think it's like, uh, it's like hippie shit or, you know, it's silly or, you know, it, I don't have time for that. Or, you know, it's funny because it took me a long, long time to realize that, you know, you don't have to be in some kind of like, uh, in some kind of trance or you don't have to be, you know, it could be, a, it could be a lot of things to a lot of people, right? It could be guided meditation. You can do, um, what's that, uh, what's the type of meditation that you'd sent to me the one time that had the, um, uh, oh, the binaural, binaural beats. 
Yeah, the, the, the beats meditation. Um, you know, meditation could be simply, uh, you know, you being in a quiet place and listening to a certain type of music where, you know, you just give your brain a chance to just just, just be in your own thoughts and your own mind, right? Um, journaling. Journaling is a form of meditation. Is a form of yeah. meditation, right? So, um, folks, if you're listening to this, I think that just sometimes, I mean, I was actually in a conversation with, with someone last week and they said, I can't get 10 quiet minutes to myself because this was a professional. Um, she's she's a she's a stay at home. she's not a stay at home mom she's a she's a mom who is a professional who goes home and mothers her kids and you know d- packs the lunches and gets them set up for school the next day and you know she's working twenty four seven and just can't seem to get ten minutes to herself and I said you know what just finding ten minutes in a quiet room I don't care if you lock yourself in a closet being alone with your thoughts is that meditation that's the time when you start to just balance things out and allow your brain to breathe and think and, 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 you know, stuff gets answered in that time, in that space, right? That's when we start to, you know, to learn to practice our presence and learn to practice, you know, answering the subconscious questions that are, that are getting asked and answered while we have that time and space. Guys, if it's 10 minutes, if it's 20 minutes, if it's a half an hour, it doesn't have to be two hours. You're not a monk. You don't know, make it hard. Um, don't make it more difficult than it has yeah. to be. But and I did that initially. Listen to yourself. Like be able to listen to your thoughts. Yeah. Because then you can differentiate. Hey, that's just the thought I have, right? Because sometimes you think a thought and you think that thought is you, and that's not true. And then so you're always on the go. Really, what Joe and I are saying to you is slow down. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. mean do less. Slow down. But don't you overthink. Get it. more done by slowing down. Absolutely. I love that slow down to speed up mentality, right? But I think some people think you have to have an hour set aside to go meditate. You know, you could have 10 minutes. Just take 10 quiet minutes alone. That's all it takes. Um, Just pausing. Just pause time for 10 minutes. And and even, dude, look at, uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, Tony Robbins says, if you don't have 10 minutes, you don't have a life. I agree with that. 100%. And, And dude, Ray Dalio. Dude, this guy runs a hedge fund, runs a huge charity, has like three or four kids, right? He, he's, he runs Bridgewater, right? 1,500 employees, tracks the market, finds time to meditate 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes at night. And if you ask him what it, what it does for him, it goes, it helps him keep equanimity as the market's changed. It helps him manage his emotions. He's been doing it for 30, 40 years. This guy's a billionaire multiple times over. Mm. And if he is making this a priority, who the heck are we not to? I tell you what, I, I am a student of the game, and not only do I run the podcast, I listen to a lot of great interviews, and I, and I, I listen to a ton of audiobooks and read constantly. There's an amazing interview with Ray Dalio and Gary, and Gary V, where Ray convinces Gary V to meditate. And Gary V, if you listen to Gary's interviews, watch his videos, he's nuts. He's a million miles an hour. You could, you could never picture this guy actually meditating, and Ray Dalio um, convinces Gary to start meditating. It is game changing. So if you have a hard time being convinced that meditation is important, go find that interview and listen to it. Because Ray and I, this Ray and I aren't going to convince you. That interview will convince you that meditation is important. Or listen to Ray's books. On, on He's got a book called Principles and a book called Big Depth Crisis. This is Ray Dalio. Yep. Listen to those books because what Ray Dalio has done that's been so influential for me is he quantifies everything. Yeah. Right. So he's got numbers and he can prove to you mathematically why everything that he's saying works. He's not just, it's not just, he's not just talking about it. Super impactful, super impactful, dude. So Ray, let me backtrack for a second. I know failure and bouncing back and getting better from our mistakes and learning from our mistakes. is a big reason why uh, you and I have been so successful. Is there a failure in your last five to 10 years that you can attribute 
to pushing you to another level, or sometimes I like to call it your favorite failure. Do you have a favorite failure that's gotten you to a different level? Uh, all of them. I mean, I think, uh, I think one of the biggest things to say is, is resilience. I mean, everyone, everyone talks about it, but you know, you and I are doing a, a burpee challenge and just mm-hmm. to give you a silly example, what do you do? What do you say to yourself in those moments when you get punched in the mouth? Do you keep going? Is it because a lot of it's just mental ch- chatter, right? So this meditation, when that comes up, no, I can keep going. There's always more in you. Um, so one of the things is like resilience is the ability to bounce back, right? The ability to come back, comeback power, right? So as you're doing the stuff that's hard and you don't want to be in it. So for me lately, it's been whether it's the burpee challenge or getting into a cold plunge pool. I find things that I can up my resilience daily that, that tests me where I have to quiet the mind. So I'm in a 40 degree pool for like, you know, at first started 30 seconds, then I got a minute, then I got six minutes and I got seven minutes. So, um, where, what can you do where you can put yourself to actually grow that muscle, that resilience muscle? Um, that's one. So my, my biggest failure came out right out of the gate, right out of the gate. I invested with the company $60,000 and this is oh six dollars So that's really about 120 G's today. Mm. And they just took the money. Mm. So, um, we ended up fighting about a year later, got the money back. But I was all in. I wasn't going to let it stop me. And I said, look, I'm already 60 grand in the hole. Luckily, I was a good saver. I got into some debt, but I was good at saving money and, and just bounce back. And once you kind of make it through the first one, you know, um, once you show the universe, the, the universe I, you know, and, and um, I think Ingrid Rich has got a great line that there's this guide that likes, that takes uh, fun and delight in throwing rocks your way and little things. And he's really testing your resilience. And eventually, as this guy, as you keep going, he just gives up. He's like, all right, dude, this, this guy's not going anywhere. Let me go find somebody else to pick on. But, usually, but he's not picking on us. I made so many mistakes, guys, that I, I, I stopped calling them mistakes. I call them learning lessons. And I'd write every single one down. And guys, I, got, I have a spreadsheet that's thousands deep. Because hmm. some of the mistakes, I made them multiple times. So it's, it's this ability of, and again, Ray Dalio talks about it too. Can you triangulate and can you learn from your mistakes? Can you learn and look at them unemotionally? And guys, life isn't an achievement. Life is like a big school and you're here to learn. So you, you don't just learn from your victories because that's not sustainable. You're not going to win all the time. And if, you're t- and if you're attached to winning, you're going to lose more. So this idea of maybe be attached to what, to living to your potential or to giving it your all or what your enthusiasm is or what your state is right those are things you can that are within your within your control but if you're attached to winning the truth is you're not going to win very often if you're pushing hard and if you can enjoy it and learn from the negative truth is you learn more when you mess up if you can actually look at it journal it learn it and then get the lesson integrated into your being and then keep getting better and it doesn't mean you're not going to do it again i did the same mistake over and over again guys everything i'm teaching you about whether it's relationships health finance is because i fucked it up Mm. it's not I'm not teaching you my wins I'm teaching you everything I learned (laughs) I say that all the time it's so funny there's so many you know overnight fake gurus you see these guys who you know they may have had a second of success and next thing you know they have a course like you know even one of our mentors Mark was talking about it the other day like if you make 30 grand a month all of a sudden you think you're big you're big swinging you know whatever And, and and you know if you that's not success you make 30 grand a month and you have a staff you're broke like you, you've already failed if you think that's success. But the fact is that I love what you just said. I couldn't teach this if I'm not failing constantly. You know, I run a mastermind full of guys. And the reason that they respect me so much is because I talk about our failures each and every week on the call. I'm constantly talking about what's wrong with our business. And people say like, 
well, that's crazy. You tell them about your failures? Of course. What do you think? It's like purple unicorns dancing around this office all day long and raining $100 bills and golden coins. Like that's not what happens in business, folks. You're constantly getting better. You're constantly getting kicked in the face. One of the things I love that you just said though was your list of mistakes. I think that is so impactful. I've never actually heard anybody say that before that they actually list out their mistakes. Every single week and I, and I review them. That's awesome. I love it. Like, I mean, I journal. I constantly ask questions. How do I fix this? How do I push through it? But I've never actually heard of someone list uh, the mistakes. So that's, that's super. It really, especially if you're in like the early season of your career, guys, if you're starting out in spring and summer, that's the best time because it's going to help you evolve. Um, and as you get better, you know, you learn some of those lessons. But if, if you're really starting out, that's, that's the best one is learn from your own mistakes. What better teacher than yourself teaching you what you could have done better in a situation? Because there's always room to improve. It's awesome. So Ray, what in the last like five years or so, um, I find Hold this. On, let me let me let me before I, I, want, I want to get to that because I love you. You set a point about something, guys. And I yeah. heard a call with Bo Eason um, recently. He's he's a a safety and um, kind of the, one of the fastest running backward safety. And the system that was very interesting that you you and I have realized is, mm -hmm. guys and ladies, it's gonna take ten to twenty years to get it. Mm -hmm. Let's just keep it one hundred so that you initially go with that expectation that for you mastery is going to take 10 to 15 years so a lot of guys let's say in the physical fitness space look at me oh you're not taking juice or you're not doing this or you're not doing that no it's been 15 years five days a week but you don't want to see that you don't mm -hmm. want to see all the recovery work you don't want to see all the nutrition work you don't want to see all that in business it's 14 to 15 years to get to a space now where we can lend our own capital but you don't want to see us starting out working weekends saturdays and sundays working 16 hours a day all delay gratification no one wants to see that Mm. So it's a, it's a, it's a overnight success. Nothing's overnight. And what I'm saying to you guys is be patient because if you're 30 or 40, you got another 40, 50, 60 years to live here. Find whatever that thing is for you and dedicate 10, 15, 20 years and know you're here for the long term. And it sets aside all the anxiety because you're not going anywhere. This idea of it's going to be instant. Or I'm going to make, I'm going to get to Joe's level overnight. That's not going to happen for you. Now, Joe can certainly help him be a coach and a model for you. And yet you still have to do that work. It's going to take time for that to become you and integrate into your being. It's not going to happen overnight. I love it, man. Andy Frizzell has got a great quote that he became an overnight success in 3,650 nights, right? Yeah. 10 years of grinding and he was living on a mattress making 600 bucks a month. Like, like guys, it takes years. It, it, takes, it takes decades. And here's the good news, though. We're, 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 we're living longer. We're, we're, we have better health. We have better advancements. You could be 60 years old listening to this and you could start, right? You can be a success in 10 years. You're going to have to put in the work. Technology's there for you. There's an ability. It's never been a better ability for you to start a business, to go out there, to earn. You're in, the, you're in arguably the best economy we've ever had. You're in the best country in the world if you're listening to this in America. The, the, everything is out there, is lined up for you to be successful. The excuses have all been eliminated for you as long as you have the, the ability and, and, and the, the, the ethic and the work ethic to go out there and grind and get it. But and just, guys, the teachers have never been easier too. So in addition to everything Joe said, which has made it easier, Guys, you can listen to us on a podcast for free. You can go to listen to most of Tony Robbins stuff for free. Like, like this idea of you have, and you have access to mentors for free sometimes, right? So it's like, that has never been, you know, I know when I was coming up in the game, I was going to seminars in person and learning. That wasn't, I've invested, you know, shit, close to a million dollars in my education, going to events, networking, different things. 
But nowadays, that, that cost has come way down, and you can consume it on your own terms. We, we, we used to have to travel to go to an event. Yep. Now you can do that you know, at home. Absolutely. I think it's become too easy, Joe. And I think that's, you know, what's easy to do is easy not to do, right? Jim Rome, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. And, 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 the, and the education is everywhere and the content is everywhere. And it's part of the reason why people don't take action. They're constantly trying to analyze and learn and grow and learn and grow, but they don't, they don't actually go out and do, right? Well, the time that it shows, they're, they're always looking for the outside to fill a hole on the inside. So this idea of not listening to yourself, going back to the meditation, Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're, and again, guys, how do I know this? Because I've been guilty of it. Is if you're constantly listening to shit, thinking you're missing something, so you're coming from lack. You can never go from lack to abundance. You have to start beyond the. You have to start beyond scarcity to get to abundance, right? If you're if you're listening to podcasts and stuff like that to try and fill a hole, that hole's never going to go anywhere. So the more you know, the more you need to know, and the more you're always going to need to know. Mm-hmm. Rather, if you listen to yourself, and all you're getting is knowledge, you're not getting wisdom. Wisdom is within. Mm-hmm. It's earned. Wisdom is earned by going out there and getting beat up and getting and stood back up and then beat up That's again, it. stood back up. Like you have to earn the wisdom by going out there and, and, and taking the blows. That's right? it. Like and surfing. We can talk about it. We can, we can, we can hypothize, but until we get on that board and fall off a few times, then we'll have some wisdom. Absolutely. Absolutely. So speaking of that wisdom, right? So, so you, you have to take the actions, right? But a lot of people are, are constantly chasing the shiny objects right? What, but what I see really, really successful people do is getting good at saying no to things. So what have you gotten really good at saying no to in the last three to five years? In the last three to five years, what I've gotten good to saying no to? Really saying no to distractions and saying no to things that aren't in alignment with where I'm going. So I'll give you an example, like we have certain opportunities where we can, we can get into deals and we could kind of, you know, find some, so like the biggest thing for us lately, Joe, is we used to do a lot of fix and flip and, and wholesale mm-hmm. and I would still have opportunities come up and I've had to learn to say no or send them somewhere else and pass so that we can be more passive because lately what's important to me is being an amazing dad, being an amazing husband, not that making money isn't important. And yet if I have to trade time or attention or emotion for it, I don't want to. And again, flipping houses and, and, um, and uh, wholesaling used to be fun for me. Used to it, it used to fulfill me. Now it doesn't anymore. I got more juice out of helping a guy out make tw- make ten grand a deal than I ever did on my own. <laughs> so as you evolve, these things change. So really, it's listening to your heart and then saying no to the things that don't fulfill you. And even though in my spring of my life that juiced me, but now in the in, in the next spring of my life where it's more about giving back, impact, legacy, uh, being an amazing dad, being an amazing husband. Uh, these pieces are more important to me. So I've learned to say no to some of those opportunities. I love it. I love it. Now, it's, it's, I think it's a challenge that a lot of people deal with um, nowadays. And, and I think especially with, again, the constant content, the constant supposed overnight push button success opportunities, the, the constant you know, ability for people to um, be able to have these different avenues available to them. Um, you know, there's just so much shiny object out there, right? So I think you're listening to too much, man. One of the, one of the tips, stop it guys. I dare you to get off social media for a week. I dare you to stop to listen to a podcast and I dare you once a day for 10 minutes to be by yourself. And then you come back to me in a week and tell me it's not the hardest fucking thing you've done. Try going to the bathroom without your phone. Try, try going, try doing anything without your phone. Dude, I went to the, to the beach with my daughter and I left my phone. Thank God my wife has been, you know, supporting me in this. And I just... We've connected, me and my daughter, in the last week 
like I feel like I've never felt this way like, lit up like I'm lit up by her because and she's lit up with me because all I did was leave the phone at home it'll those, change your life those of you that have small kids try having dinner without without your phone next to you try try going to like when we go to dinners now I leave the phone in the car try try just going into a restaurant with your phone in the car you're gonna feel like you left an appendage in the car like like try to being detached from that device for a half an hour for an hour and spending time with your kids you will be it, it's life-changing try, yeah. try having a conversation with your kids and those of you and by the way we're not any different try try having dinner when your kids aren't on a device i mean this is this has been a rule in my house for a long time now but we're, they're not allowed to have devices during any meal whatsoever breakfast lunch or dinner right try keeping that device out of their hand and having a conversation with them it's game changing right interact with your children it's a, it's a big time uh, it's about connection it's and about i think that's what's missing they're they're looking for more content really the goal should be connection not content and if you connected more, and, and connection isn't through the head. Connection happens to the heart. Joe and I have connected because we've had a lot of, a lot of heart-to-hearts and moments with Joe. That's what creates true connection, mm. not just a relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Ray, we ask everybody this question, and I'm curious to hear your answer. What does legacy mean to you? I think impact at this stage, impact, what impact can we make together? Um, me and my wife have a podcast. That's part of the impact piece we do. We have a podcast to help entrepreneurial couples co-create the life and business of the dream. That podcast is called Both On Board. And it's, again, everything we've learned how to get into your relationship and alignment to win the money game. That's really what we're shifting it to is how do you win? It's for couples that want to win the money game together. They want to play and win that game together. Um, and then ultimately so they can live life what you said, they can, leave, they can, they can live their legacy. So mm -hmm. living your legacy is you living a lifestyle that you want and allowing yourself to live it. Also making impact in the world, helping other people. Um, at this point, it's all about growth, contribution, um, and me enjoying the ride. For a long time, I didn't do that. So like I'll give you an example of something we did is I rented a condo on South Beach in addition to the, one, the house we have here. And me and my daughter will go out there a couple nights a week, just her and I, We'll hang out. We'll go to the pool. I'm teaching her how to swim. And phone stays home. We go. When was the last time you sat by the ocean with your child and watched the, the full moon? I mean, dude, it'll, you want to talk about life-changing? <laughs> like, life-changing, guys. We did yoga to a full moon, and then we're on a skateboard or on a scooter. Just her and I, right? So what I'm saying to you is, is design your life and enjoy the ride and really start to live that lifestyle, and that's part of your legacy. It's what kind of dad am I going to be? How are we going to make impact in the world, right? And then also the charitable piece, right? We, we support various different charities. We saw Frank McKinney last week, and he has a charity in Haiti. Uh, we, we support another charity that helps um, uh, kids caught up in human trafficking. We've contributed to Joe's charities with the vets. So, again, making an impact um, and, and helping other people is what we're about right now. It's awesome, man. It's awesome. Um, Ray, other than the, uh, the podcast, which is amazing, by the way, if you guys, uh, especially those of you that have couples, listen to the podcast, the Both On Board podcast is awesome. Uh, any other way that uh, people should be able to, uh, to reach you? Any other events coming up or anything like that? Right now, we're just figuring out what the next evolution of the podcast is. So you can find that on Both On Board. We're on Instagram as well at Both On Board. Um, I'm on Facebook, Ramon Gonzalez, R-A-M-O-N uh, Gonzalez. And um, I think that's the biggest piece, guys, is, is just figure out what you, and I, and I go into details of meditation and all those details of what you can do to kind of get to know yourself and all that within there. 
uh, because this works better, Joe, and you know this, if your spouse is on board. I mean, that's why we call it both on board. If your spouse is in alignment, dude, there's, there's power in one. Um, and, and I was nice by myself. I was flowing. I was kicking it. But when I got with Christy, we both got on another level. Dude, this just took, this just went 10x. Um, because when you got alignment of two people, you can actually do a lot more because usually you'll attract a person into your life that's good at what you're not good at. Because the universe seeks balance. One of the things you and I spoke about first. So if you allow that person to help you grow, because in, in my view, personal relationships, you know, intimate relationships with, with your spouse is really just the ultimate personal development tool. Who else but your wife, Joe, can point out on new things that you can't see in yourself because she's with you all the time and she knows who you really are. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a great tool if you allow it to help you grow. But a lot of us don't want to allow iron to sharpen iron. So you end up getting into it. But if you're open and vulnerable and you say, you know what, she's right. And you got to own that shit. And it's not easy to do. Not easy to do at all. But you know what? It, it, I think it, you're right in a lot of ways. It takes you to a whole nother level, especially when you can be vulnerable to listening and to, um, you know, to allowing it to happen. Um, it's something that's uh, it's been game changing for me, especially uh, in the last, I would say, 18 to 24 months. Um, so, I mean, I, I appreciate you guys. Uh, for putting out that show. It's definitely, uh, it's a great show. And uh, like I said, couples that are listening to this, make sure you guys check out that show as well. Ray, before we go, anything uh, that I missed? Any questions that uh, I didn't touch? Anything else that you ask? I'm, I'm thinking of anything else that would, that would, I'd say the biggest thing guys is, um, our most, we're, we're who is mostly your audience? Where, what, season, what season of the game are they in? Who's mostly your audience? Generally seasoned entrepreneurs that okay. uh, are looking to level up in their business and their life. So seasoned entrepreneurs. So if you're a seasoned entrepreneur, season means what, five plus years, Joe? Is that it? Yep. So the biggest thing I would say if you're in that season is sometimes you're in that season like we were. You're in the game five, ten years, whatever that is. And if you're running a business, a wholesale or fix and flip business, the most in real estate? Not necessarily. Any, any kind of business All industries, yep. It's fine. So really, at the end of business, you should have two things and two things only. Time and money. Mm -hmm. If you're in this five, ten years and you don't have those two ingredients, something's wrong. Take inventory, stop. Because if you don't have time and you don't have dollars, there's a problem. So now, let's assume that you actually, you're in that seasoning and you have time, and, you have time and dollars. Do I even want to do, continue doing this? That may not be a passion for you anymore. If it's not growing and expanding, that may, that may not be your, your soul's purpose here. It might be something different. Might, or, and guys, sometimes it's time to make a change. Like, we're so tied to this thing. Dude, you're here to grow and learn. You're, we're so attached to, I'm a real estate investor, or I do multifamily, or I do single family, fix and flip. I don't give a shit about any of that. I want my money to make money. I want to make money on money and free up my time so I can be what my constants are. What are my constants? Be an amazing husband. Be an amazing father. Live an amazing lifestyle. Help other people make impact. Right? Everything else, I'm not attached to it. If my soul wants to do something, I wasn't a podcaster. Now we just started a podcast. So I wasn't a lender. So we just stopped everything else and became a lender. So just figure out what's going to like be that passion, your soul's purpose, what's going to light you up. And then, you know, once you have that, figure that out. And then the next thing is if you don't have the time, figure out if you own a business, figure out how you can to leave a legacy. Figure out how you can take some of those dollars and invest them passively so that you can make money on money and you're not actively engaging that business. Because let's just keep it 100 with all of us. And Joe, you, can, you, know, you know more about this than I do. If you're running an active day-to-day -day business, you're engaged. 
especially if you're growing it. Now, if you're just kind of like letting it sit and chill, you may, you may not have to be as engaged. But if you're actually growing a business, it's an active thing. And if you think, hey, you know what? I'm going to now be active in investing. I'm going to take the skills I learned in business and go invest and make money on money. You're going to get your ass handed to you. They're two very different skill sets. So how do you take those dollars and then invest them so you get back your time? So you can live your legacy. I'm not talking about leaving a legacy. I'm talking about living your legacy. It's a fucking difference. Damn. How are you going to save the best for the last question of the podcast, man? That was amazing. That, the guys, I absolutely hope that you have waited to the end here because that was the bomb right there, right? That was the bomb dropping. If you're not paying attention, that was the F5s all listed out right there. And if you're not in alignment with what you do, and what you do is not in alignment with who you want to be, then why are you doing it, right? There's so many people that are doing it for no reason. That are, they're chasing alignment, but they're not, they're not doing the thing that's aligned with what they're chasing, right? That was amazing, man. That was, it was really good. Alignment, alignment is you. It's not outside of you. Alignment it comes through you. So it's like we're looking for alignment outside of us. That's, that's impossible. Yeah. That's, why the med- that's, why you, that's why you do meditation to get aligned. That was awesome. It was awesome, right? Well, I appreciate you, man. Once again, awesome having you on the show. Awesome interview. Great stuff. I know there's a ton of takeaways. Guys are going to be scraping uh, all kinds of quotes out of this uh, out of this interview. And uh, huge impact for the show, uh, especially for the viewers. I know they're going to get some great stuff out of this. So I, uh, I appreciate you all coming on once again. And uh, thanks for doing it, brother. Thank you, my man. Appreciate you. All right. Talk soon.